0: Welcome back to the Sportsbeat KC Podcast. This is Jesse Newell, KU beat writer for the Kansas City Star, and I'm joined by a special guest today to talk KU basketball recruiting, Shay Wildebor of Rivals.com and Jayhawk Slant. Shay, how you doing? I'm doing well, buddy. How are you? Doing great, and obviously the, the attention is being turned from 2015-2016, where KU lost in the Elite Eight to Villanova now, obviously to 2016-2017, <laughs> where uh, the next wave of KU players is about to come in and and probably still work to do for KU. But before we get to that, Shay, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the departures that KU does have and maybe the departures that still could be out there. Uh, So far, we know that Wayne Selden is declaring for pro. Uh, Sheck Diallo is a guy that has uh, declared without an agent. And then also, Brandon Green has declared for pro and will be going uh, with an agent. So he will be leaving KU as well. Any of these surprise you or is any of this uh, shocking news based on what you thought for the entire season?
1: I, Wayne. Um, you know, I don't think there's anything else he can do um, while at Kansas. I, I don't think his draft stock is ever going to get any higher. Um, I just think it's a good move for him. Check the alum, no, no surprise at all. I, I, as, as, as few minutes as he played, I think going into the year that he had already decided to be a one-and-done um, so that I don't expect him to ever step foot on campus again as a student-athlete. Obviously, he'll return sometime, but um, I think obviously his playing days are over. The and Green decision is a mystery, not a mystery to me. I, again, he played so few minutes. I mean, he never really had the impact that I think many thought he would be when he signed with Kansas. I guess, you know, sit, transferring and sitting out a year isn't something he was interested in. I, I just, you know, it just kind of leaves me scratching my head. Um, you know, and I'm not sure that I just think that this was the best direction. I think Bill felt that this team had to go. Um, you know, he he just been a guy that seemed to be in a lot, a trouble a lot. Not anything big, but just a guy that never could be, get out of his own way. So, um, a little bit surprised at that. I'm interested to see how, um, you know, how he works out and what teams think about him. Obviously, a guy that can shoot the ball. Um, didn't do it a lot, you know, the last two years. was Last year with the hip, and then this year just – never really got it going. So, so if anything surprised me, it would have been his decision to you know, leave for the NBA after, really, what, three starts in three years?
0: Yeah, well, and I think maybe, to me, the only thing that that's kind of based off of is, it didn't seem like Brandon Green was going to return to KU. We all know about kind of the tiffs that he and Coach Bill Self got into. And then, as you mentioned, he's not eligible for a graduate transfer. And if he did transfer, he was going to set out a year to play a year, and by then you're 23 years old. So... Even if he doesn't play in the NBA, it just seems like his options really were to come back to KU and and suck it up and you know have another year, which I didn't think was going to happen, or you go pro and maybe play overseas or or find a spot in the NBA roster or the D-League or whatever. But it seemed like his decision was more if it's not KU, then what do you do? And and, and going pro seemed like the best option. Uh real quick before we get to the recruit before we get to the recruiting talk, Shay, uh, let's talk about the other two guys that are still up in the air. Carlton Bragg, Steam Kai Luke. Uh, what what do you think with those two guys? Maybe potential pros prospects for them, and, and do you expect them back at Ku next year?
1: If there's no way, I see both. With I just don't. I, if, if one were to leave, I think it would be Speed. Um, you know, right now I would lean towards kind of both of them coming back. You know, we haven't heard anything in a long not a long time, but in a while. And just you know, as well as anybody, with the banquet coming up and kind of mum being the word, it almost seems like it's one of those years. Uh, Allah. Uh, Sharon Collins and um, Cole Aldridge a few years ago, where they both announced. You, you know what? I just think specifically Carleton, um, but both would benefit from another year. Steve to come in and have a full year to start. Um, you know, gain some more experience. Again, I mean, he had the breakout game in the Big 12 tournament, uh, but other than that, it was kind of hit and miss. And I think Carlton, the sky is the limit for that kid. I loved. Um, you know, he's got that mid-range jump shot that's just so smooth. Uh, plays with a ton of energy, but, but again got a lot of experience and he's he just you know too but everywhere we go the kid is smiling always has a smile on his face always happy and i just don't know if, if he is ready mature wise to make that jump from kansas to the nba i think again another year maybe even two would, would greatly benefit him and another year i think would really benefit steve but as you know it's all based on a potential what the scouts see and and i'm sure that you know bill's giving them the necessary feedback now it's just a matter of sitting down um Family and those close to those guys, and and you know, kind of deciding what they feel to, to do is best.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned the uh, banquet thing. But Perry Ellis actually had one last year too at the banquet where he announced he was coming back. So that oftentimes right. is the place for for guys to announce they're coming back, get a good reception, and everybody be excited about that. Okay, let's get to the name that everybody's talking about. Everybody wants to know about. Uh, it seemed like maybe about a week or two ago. Before KU's biggest game of the season, the NCAA tournament, this might happen. But Josh Jackson, the number one guy on the board, uh, the the top guard out there, you know, the guy that KU's been on for a long time. What's the latest with him? What are his odds of coming to KU? What What do you see with him and his potential decision coming up, Shay?
1: His mom and his he and his both mom apples have done a, an absolutely wonderful job in the recruiting process. The, the the thing that I like about them is that they've been consistent with everything. They don't spend a lot of time with the media. Um, you know, in a lot of cases, somebody will get a media member will get involved early on with the family and kind of build relationships. With Josh and his mother, they have handled everything perfectly. They release stuff when they want to. You know, from everything that I gathered, Jesse, his mother, and him both, but I think his mother long ago was sold on Kansas, get away from Detroit. Um, you know, if he plays close to home, and, and I don't know how I'm going to say this without. Coming across negatively, but there's a lot of people in his area who want to get their hands on him. I mean, they see this guy as a a ticket out, and being playing in his home home state, um, you know, there's just going to be a lot of outside influences that maybe not everybody can control. Um, You know, you come to Kansas, you don't have those people around, um, you know, you don't have those um, outside influences, and I just think the opportunity to come in um play a role similar to Andrew Wiggins and that's what they're selling him on I mean rookie of the year huge huge deal with Adidas um you know there's just so much opportunity for him to kind of follow in those footsteps play a year with the with the program that's established with guys that are coming back and at the end of the day I'm not going to be shocked or surprised if it's not Kansas but just everything that I've heard um you know when Seldon declared Brandon Green. I mean, obviously there's there's tons of room there for him to come in right away and and you know really just kind of take over where those guys left off. So Michigan State obviously close to home, Hall of Fame coach. Um, you know guys that make a run every year. But I think at the end of the day, you know when it's time for you all to decide, I just I see I really see Kansas as kind of being tough to beat. Is Arizona still in the picture too? I, mean, I, I think it's right now. It's just Kansas and Michigan State. I, I guess you know they can sneak in there, but you know they, they've got a, a, a plethora of wing guys coming back. Alonzo Tria is coming back. You got Raleigh Alton going in there. Um, you know you could get a Terrence Ferguson. I just think right now that it's um, it's it's those two schools, Kansas and Michigan State
0: great and and any I mean I know this is this has been asked a million times before, but uh I know this is the question I get most with people is just uh, any announcement on an announcement date I mean, do you expect it to be in the next month? do you expect it to be in the next week? I mean when when are you expecting to hear from Josh Jackson as to what he's gonna do?
1: The last I heard he was going to do it after the Nike cube summit, which I believe is this weekend um but you, you know it's it's just you know I thought when we were in where were we last week in Louisville when we were in Louisville, you and I were sitting together and I was thinking. You know, he's going to do this right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, here we go. KU's getting ready to tip against uh, the, the first game with Maryland, I think. And, you know, all of a sudden he's going to decide, and here we go. And, you know, that didn't happen. So uh, with these kids, you just never know. My guess is sometime after the Nike Hoop Summit, you know, when that will be, I have no idea. I mean, for all I know, that he could get there this weekend and say, hey, I'm ready to do this. But what I think he and his mother apples will sit down and come up with a plan and they'll do what they'll, they feel they're most comfortable with. And, and I forgot, before I forget, Arizona, too, added Kobe Simmons. So I just, they got Laurel Markman, Raleigh Elkins, and now Kobe Simmons. I just, really, Jesse, I just, that's, that's a plethora of guys in the backcourt, along with Alonzo Trier coming back. So I, I just don't see Arizona really as, as being a, a fit for him, simply because of the number of bodies they have coming back.
0: Really quickly with him, what, what does it do for Kansas if they're able to land him? What kind of a player would KU be getting?
1: A, a guy that, uh, uh, similar to a, an Andrew Wiggins, except a guy that's not going to defer. Um, a guy that's not. You know, Andrew was kind of uh, he was a kind of a shy kid, kind of reserved, didn't have a lot to say. Josh is the complete opposite. I mean, he's a guy that can score. Not a great three point shooter, but a guy that can score from behind the arc. Um, get to the basket, has the mid range jumper. I um, you know, can defend, but, but really. He is a guy that is really aggressive. I mean, a guy that's not going to shy away from any upperclassmen. He's not arrogant. Um, He's confident. And, and, you know, know, I'm not sure that they, talent-wise, obviously, Andrew Wiggins. um, But I don't know if they've seen a guy like Josh Jackson in a while in terms of a a guy that's vocal, um, you know, a guy that's as talented as he is, um, and, you know, a guy that's just ready to to be successful at the biggest stage. I mean, I, I just love his game. I love his size. Um, you know, 6'7, 185, he's athletic. He can handle the ball, he can score. I mean, he's really he's there's not a lot that he doesn't do well. And, and to add him with the you know, with the guys if, if everybody returns and they add Josh Jackson and you get out of and you know, you throw in Mitch Lightfoot and possibly, you know, a couple transfers. I mean, they're going to be right where they were this year.
0: Great. Again, we got Shay Wildeboer from Jayhawksland.com and, and Rivals.com. Uh, Shay, real quickly, before we get to talk about um, the transfers, uh, Thon Maker has announced that he's going to try to declare for the NBA draft. Uh, and again, KU had, was one that kept being linked to him. Was this kind of out of left field? Was this a shocker that he decided to go this route? Yeah, I'm
1: completely stunned. Only because his, his guardian Ed Smith had made it clear time and time and time again that he was going to play college ball. I mean he couldn't have painted a clearer picture for those in the media about what Tom's plans were. You know, he was going to reclassify last year and and enroll late, I think in January. Then he decided that he was going to stay the whole year in Canada and finish out. And then, you know, he was going to take all these visits and then, you know, sign and then spend a year in college. And so this, yeah, I'm surprised by this, but Jesse, he's 19. He is a year removed from a high school. Um, Now he's playing at the athletic Institute. So, I mean, it's, you know, my thing is, there's a rule in place um, for guys to play in the NBA. You have to be a year removed from high school and, you know, the age limit. That's why, you know, Udoka doesn't have to stay two years. But clearly, Son is he's 19. He, he's got to play in a place, and he had no interest in going to college. So, you know what, I, I, I say good for him. Let him go and, you know, do what's best for him. But I, I am surprised. I, I never saw this coming.
0: Well, yeah, and it seemed like KU was basically in on him as much as anybody else. So uh, it's kind of a little bit of a, Absolutely, yeah. a, a, a shock yeah, for I mean, KU because it seemed like he, he might end up at KU, especially if Josh Jackson did as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, Curtis Townsend couldn't have recruited a player any harder. I mean, in on him from the very beginning, um, got him in for a visit, and, you know, they were right there. So so for this to happen at the, kind of the 12th hour, yeah, I, I'm very surprised.
0: Let's get to the talk. You were, you had just made a post earlier this week about some of the transfers, and we'll get to, to talking about each of them individually a little bit. But uh, what do you sense with KU's coaching staff right now as far as transfers go? It, because it seems like they're very much in on the not only graduate transfer market where you get a guy for a, his final senior season without having to sit out, but it seems like they're also in on just the, the regular transfer market where kind of like a Dwight Colby, a guy can come in, sit out a year, and then play the, the couple years after that.
1: Yeah, they've been really aggressive so far. You know, three or four guys um, have announced their intentions as a transfer. Um, and I think out of those three or four, um, you know, guy, those guys are eligible right away. So, yeah, the, the staff, obviously, the, the Corey Holden kid from Delaware is very talented. He wouldn't have to sit out a year. Um, but all the other guys, you know, guys that would come in, talented guys, and guys that would bring experience to the table. Um, just, you, you know, I, I they've always – Bill Self has always done a good job of looking for talent, looking to improve his roster. But I don't remember a year like this year where they've been linked with so many tra- transfers. Transfers—it's like every every day a new guy pops up. So it's and I'm really interested to see how this plays out. Um, you know, they've got some options on the table now. They've got some scholarships. Um, obviously, they're waiting for some guys um, to decide. So I'm interested to see if they bring these guys in and, and you know how they approach. You know, the transfers versus maybe some of the high school kids are looking on. Because, you know, obviously Josh Jackson's the guy. Um, And then, you know, there's some interest in Terrence Ferguson. um, And there's some other guys on the table. So I'm interested to see, you know, if you can bring in a guy that's going to be one and done. I've got no problem with it being a 50-year guy that's coming in from a school where he averaged 20 points a game and, and shot the ball really well and um, is going to add some experience and depth to
0: this to this class. It seems really weird and maybe this is just a new way of college basketball, Shea, but when, when players can declare without an agent and you're not going to know until May 25th if they're coming back or not, it seems like everything's kind of in limbo. So KU okay, might be covering itself, but with a lot of these guys, do you see this as Josh Jackson insurance or do you see this as Okay, they they kind of believe they're going to get Josh Jackson, and this is just adding to the depth of the team because they have the extra scholarships available.
1: I think was, I, I, Jesse, at this point, I think they have a, a pretty good idea of where um, Josh Jackson's going. know I don't know that for sure, but I just, after everything they've been through, and with the fact that you know they lose a Brandon Green, that they lose a Wayne Selden, um, you know the fact that Josh Jackson will just be a freshman. I think if they can add a guy on the perimeter. Um, that's talented and got some experience. I, th- I think it's just a bonus for this team. You know, bringing guys that have been in the trenches before uh, that has got game experience, because as good as Josh Jackson is, and I think you saw that with this, this freshman class this past year, doing it against the top guys on the summer circuit versus doing it, you know, at the Division One level against other guys that, that are kind of in the same talent bracket as you, is a completely different animal. Um, case in point, Sc- Scalabissieri, I mean, a guy that was – Expected to be the number one pick, um, you know, a guy that came in with all the hype, and you know, really now. Yesterday, I saw that you know he'll be not lucky to be a first round pick, but it's not as flame duck as the once was. So, I, if you got a, a, an opportunity to bring in experience and talent, um, you know, guys that have been through it before, I think you have to jump on that opportunity
0: right away. Well, and obviously, the benefit of getting the one year guys is kind of like a one year contract in baseball. There really is no bad contract because KU is not going to be using a couple of these scholarships anyway. It looks like. So getting a guy in for a year and then getting the scholarship back at the end of the year, it's kind of a win-win for KU because you're not even really losing a scholarship, if you will, if it's going to be one that you weren't going to use anyway. Uh, like I, I said earlier, right. yeah, Like I said earlier, Shay, you had talked to, uh, on a post, you talked to a couple of these guys that were going to visit Kansas. I believe it was Rodney Pryor and Corey Holden. What can you tell us about those guys and, and what your conversation was like with them?
1: Yeah, Kansas. Early on, it sounds like Kansas is, is definitely hot after these two. Now, Corey Holden is a guy that would have to sit out a year. He's from Delaware. Um, averaged about twenty points a game, and really just decided that he he was ready to make a change. Kansas is one of the one of the very first schools um, to get in on him, and uh, you know he he is right now in the process of, of waiting to set up a visit, along with. Uh, Along with Rodney Pryor from Robert Morris. Now, now Robert, yeah, Rodney Pryor is the guy that I really like. Um, you know, we see the first few years he was injured at his community college, and um, you know, now last year he averaged about 20 points a game. Um, you know, seven or eight rebounds. Um, can shoot the ball. Is a great free throw shooter, which obviously Kansas would welcome with open arms. And um, you know, we talked to Norm Roberts. I believe, two days ago, and is expected to talk to Bill Self either yesterday or today. And, you know, he didn't mention any other schools. He made it clear that, you know, Kansas is where he wants to visit, and he wants to get in as soon as he can. And um, it sounds like the interest there is really high. Now, Jesse, the one thing I'll say about that is the interest may be high, but until a visit is set, until Self makes the call, you never know how it's going to play out. But there's no doubt that he is, is extremely high on Kansas.
0: Yeah, it is interesting because you know we've seen guys like this in the past, and I'm not, I'm not remembering the name exactly, but there was a big man who was a transfer who came in, and I think visit KU was super interested maybe a year or two ago, and then I think the KU coaches saw him work out and thought, oh, you know, maybe that's not the right fit for Kansas. So it is interesting with a lot of these players. It seems like you know obviously if you're from Robert Morris and you have one year left and you want to go play at Kansas, that that maybe the fit is there naturally for you. But it seems like it has to be from both ends, and KU has other options available. If it doesn't want to go with these guys, is that kind of the same thing you're talking about here?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, it's going to be interesting to see what direction they head. I mean, because here, I mean, obviously he's got a ton of talent. Um, Like I mentioned, average eighteen points, eight rebounds. um, You know, shot forty three percent from the field. I don't like his three point shooting percentage, twenty nine percent, but a um, a guy that's got big game experience and you know, guy that's proven over time that. You know, his first year, Robert Morris, he went for 15, almost 16 points a game, and five rebounds, and almost two assists. So, um, uh, you know, uh, just a proven guy that's got experience and is talented.
0: Yeah, a couple other names that that I've seen mentioned out there: uh, Canyon Barry, I guess, you know, of the Barry family fame, if you will, and then uh, Christian Kessie. I mean, can you tell me anything about either one of those guys? And same sort of thing: transfers that might be looking at KU. Yeah,
1: both guys, um. Would be available to play right away. I know that Kansas has reached out to both Canyon Barry and Christian. Um, right now, no visits have been set up at this time. Um, you know, the thing about it's interesting about Canyon that he obviously he comes from a a family that you know his brother a Scooter played at Kansas, and it, and the one thing that I've noticed about all these guys is you know you got six seven six 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 eight. I mean, some tall guys out on the perimeter. Again, Canyon averaged I think about 19 – Seven points a game, 3.4 rebounds, and again, another guy that can really stretch on the defense with his shot. So, I mean, he's a quiet kid, doesn't have a lot to say, um, isn't doing a lot of interviews. Um, But in our, in our conversations, which have been brief, you know, he, he made it clear that Kansas is one of the schools that he wants to visit, along with Christian. So, the, the staff, I mean, they've got, I'm interested to see how, you, you've got some scholarships to play with. Um, you know, you've got some bodies you can bring in. The question is, is what, what direction do you want to go? I mean, you know, again, with Christian um, from Coppett State, 14.6 points per game, 2.5 rebounds, 1.9 assists. Again, good shooting percentage, almost 40% from behind the arc. Um, could come in, play right away. No, I'm sorry, Christian would have to sit out too, I believe. No, yeah, he's a... He's a no, he's a senior. I'm sorry. So yeah, guys that can come in and play right away. You've got guys that can, you know, will have to sit. So there's a mix of, of talent everywhere, and it's just a matter of what direction they want to head.
0: Yeah, and uh, look, real quickly, let's let's get a couple more in with you. I can work with Shea Wildebor of Jayogland.com and Rivals.com. Uh, you let's circle back really quickly before we kind of wrap this whole thing up. Uh, we mentioned Josh Jackson. We mentioned Thon Maker. You know, some of the top players in the class that KU was in on. Um, but let's let's circle back to the other guys that are still on your guys' hot board. But it seems like maybe Kansas is probably long shots for just because I know fans will want to talk about them as well. One of them's Terrence Ferguson, and another one's Jared Allen. Uh, what can you tell us about those two guys? And uh, maybe. The, the, the likelihood they choose KU. Again, Terrence Ferguson, KU was very much in on him early before he committed, I believe it was to Alabama very early, and then he decommitted from there. Uh, what can you tell us about those two guys and maybe the shot that KU has again has with them?
1: Yeah, he said it, he said it was a coin flip. I mean, I don't know if, I wanna, if I'm going to decide my future on the coin flip, to be real, real honest with you. But yeah, I mean, uh, Arizona's in the mix, Kansas is in the mix, Baylor's in the mix. And here's the thing with Terrence. He had a chance... A long time ago just commit he was supposed to visit for late night and ultimately decided he didn't want to do that and i just the staff spent a lot of time recruiting him and i'm not for sure to be quite honest how they feel about that the second time around after all the time they put in if he visits i would say that the staff is serious but right now no visit has been scheduled yet Um, to me it's looking like baylor is the clear front runner um you know, he's talented. He's long, athletic. Um, I don't know if anybody has seen any of his YouTube videos. If not, I would recommend just giving him a look because he's he's ex- he's sick athletic. I mean, he's got a ton of athletic ability. He can shoot the ball. Um, but, you know, when when you tell a staff you're going to visit and when a staff invests so much time um, in recruiting you and you kind of, not blow them off, but, you know, he, he was scheduled to visit and told them that they were going to visit. And then he ends up, you know, releasing a video of him committing to Alabama. So I, uh, right now I think it's a long shot. Obviously if, if some of the transfers don't work out or, if you know, they just have a change of heart and decide to go all in, then I think things change. To me, Jared Allen is kind of like personality-wise a, a Perry Ellis. Very quiet. Um, doesn't have a lot to say. Um, and mean, he, he's not cocky or, or rude or standoffish or anything. He's just – that's kind of just like he's got that Perry, Allen, uh, Perry Ellis personality at the end of the day, I see him staying close to home. He's from Texas. He's visited Kansas. They've been, again, invested a ton of time. But I think it's just a, a matter of comfort for him, and I, and I think that he, at the end of the day, would be most comfortable close to home.
0: Sounds good. R- wrapping up here with Shay Wildeboer of Jayhawkslant.com and Rivals. Uh, Shay, I'm going to ask you to look in your crystal ball here, put on your uh, – you know, your your future thinking hat. And, uh, oh, no. Oh, no. D- just, just, just tell me how you think this plays out for KU. I mean, do you see uh, Josh Jackson in one or two transfers? Do you see, uh, you know, uh, do you see Carlton Bragg coming back and Steve coming back? Just tell me how you think this probably plays out in the most likely scenario. We're not holding you to it, but uh, what what's the most likely thing that the staff does based on what happens over the next few weeks?
1: I'm going to say... Jesse, it would not if if slot Malinov decides to go pro, I would not at all be surprised. I think the plan all along was two years. Um, with that being said, you know I would I would be in my I'm feeling that they're going. He and Carlton Bragg will come back. I'm feeling that they will add Josh Jackson um, to go along with um, Udoka Azabuke, and Mitch Whitefoot. And then, you know, possibly a, a transfer to a, an immediate guy and then a guy that would have to sit out a year. Um, you know, that's kind of how I'm feeling it right now. Thawne Maker, obviously, is – I'm just going to go ahead and zoom all but out of the picture. Um, you know, there's a, a couple other uh, – Terrence Ferguson, and unless things really heat up between, um, you know, the staff and him. You know, you've got Torian Thompson, another high school kid, and Deshaun Corpereau, um, who have been linked with Kansas. But, you know, nothing really going on there, I guess, if – Kansas Kansas misses on Josh, they could turn up the heat on Deshaun, um, you know. But just kind of looking over the, the entire landscape, I just, you know, I see one more high school kid, which would be three, and then you know, possibly a couple transfers, unless you know, unless somebody emerges late um, from the high school ranks, or unless Jared Allen just decides he wants to get out of Texas but remain relatively close to home. Um, you know, th- that's kind of the way I'm feeling right now.
0: Sounds good, and that should fill them up on scholarships if or at least come closer than what they were if they were able to, to land a Josh Jackson and then get a graduate transfer and another transfer, at least get them closer to that top scholarship number that they'd be looking at. Well, Shay, tell us how we can get to your stuff and uh, where can they find you online on Twitter and uh, at, at Jayhawksland. You can find us uh, on Twitter
1: at Um You just go to jhawksland.com type it in your address bar, 60-day free trial. And for anybody listening to this iPod for Jesse, I'll make it ninety-three days. You can email me at Shay at rivals.us.com for all the information, and uh, we'll take care of the boys in blue.
0: <laughs> Sounds good, Shay. Hey, well, thanks for taking the time to talk to us, Shay, and uh, everyone out there. Thanks for checking out the Sports Beat KC podcast. To check out our KU coverage, go to kansascity.com or download the Kansas City Star app on your phone.